1: Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, stay tuned for the conclusion of last week's message.
0: And I want you to see something about... This is about your past. See, people want to condemn you of your past, not because of you. It feels like it's personal. But they really want to accuse Jesus who loves you. Ah. Watch this. See, they they don't even know it. But the enemy is using them to try to condemn you for what you did 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 5 minutes ago an hour ago. They, they, the enemy is going to use them to try to put all your stuff out there, to try to humiliate you, to try to talk bad about you but they're really, the enemy's not really, he don't really care about you. He really wants to humiliate Jesus for loving you the way he did and dying for you on the cross like he did. And then the first thing they're going to say, she's supposed to be a Christian. Yeah. He's supposed to be a man of God. They do it to condemn Jesus, to accuse him, so they can have an accusation against Jesus. I'm trying to help you to understand something about your past. As the people try to condemn you based on your past, they can't do it. And here's why. Jesus starts writing in the sand. And they're asking him this question. What do you say, Jesus? What are you saying? Jesus, he stoops down, he's writing in the sand, saying we don't know what he's writing. All kind of speculation as to what he's writing. He might be writing the days and the times that each one of the scribes and Pharisees visited her house. He might be writing down all the women they've been with. He might be, we don't know what he's writing down in the sand. He might be just scribbling in the sand, collecting his thoughts, getting ready to hit them with the boom. We don't know. But what we do know is when he rises up and he says to them, you want to condemn this woman. He who is without sin, you throw the first stone. Let me read it for you. He who, verse seven, he who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And then again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground and those who heard it being convicted. This is why they can't condemn you of your sin and your past because they are convicted as well. Because guess what? Can I talk for real, for real? Everybody has a past. Lord, help us here. Everybody has a past and so I can't condemn you for your past because I've got a past too. Don't think just because I'm a pastor and I've been in ministry for 36 going on 37 years. Don't think that I don't have a past. I've got a past. What's your past? None of your business. That's between me and Jesus. It's covered in the blood. I've been washed. Sanctified. We don't need to bring that up no more. You will run that around the church. I'm a pastor. You stood. No, no, no. You can't condemn me, and I, even as pastor, can't condemn you. I know people feel like, well, he's the pastor. He walks with God, and he's so close to God. And so I don't—some people don't even want to get close to me because they think I've got some kind of, you know, mental transcendental ability to to extract from them all the sin that they've committed that week. And they're like, I don't want to get close to the pastor. He'll know what I was doing. I already know we're all sinners. But I can't condemn you for your sin because I've got sin too. I can't condemn you for your past when I've got a past. And so as Jesus put this challenge before them, he who is without sin, let him condemn her first. Throw the first stone. If you don't have any sin, you throw the first stone. This is why people cannot condemn you for your past. I'm trying to set you free from your past. Don't let people hold you hostage to your past because they've got a past also and they will be convicted when we bring up past issues. And so they all walked away one by one. L- listen what the text says. From the oldest to the youngest. Now I don't know, but I think That he probably was writing the oldest one's stuff down first. And he probably had the longest list. That's just my speculation. I don't have any biblical proof of that. But that's my speculation. But the text says that the oldest one left first. Because guess what? The older you are, the more past you have. And so they all left. So they couldn't convict her. They couldn't condemn her. Second thing I picked up out of this text is not only could the people not condemn her, her past couldn't even condemn her. This woman, she's got, she's got a past, and she's, I mean, even here in the text, she's caught in the very act of adultery. Her past, well, watch this, but what happens here in the text, which is, I need you to hear this, What happens in the text, which needs to happen to us, if we're going to fulfill our fullest potential in Christ Jesus, and if we're going to get freed from our past, we have to allow our past to run into the power of our God. Stay here. Listen, I talked about it earlier, how people have talked into your life. People have said things into your life, and I know I was all up in your business. People have said stuff to you that has limited you. And and matter of fact, you have believed some stuff that wasn't nowhere near true. Nowhere near true. But you believed it because sometimes because a person is sat in some kind of seat of authority, they had some kind of title or something. And you believed it. And some of it you believed because you were surrounded by people who only did the same thing. Everybody in your environment, that's all they did. And that's all they saw. And they couldn't see past that. And there was no way they could see you getting past what they had done. Y'all still here with me? But, but that limitation of the past and the way they have spoken into the past becomes a condemnation to us being able to achieve anything in the future. And it's holding you hostage. And you're still there. But I want you to be free from that. And in that, you need to understand this, that even your past cannot hold you hostage when it runs into the power of God. Oh. This woman gets introduced to Jesus in an effort to condemn her but when she comes into contact with God even her past can't stand up to the power of God I love it I love it um, the Bible is full of people of characters biblical characters is full of biblical characters whose lives are proof that their past could not overcome the power of God. There is Abraham, y'all know Abraham, Abraham lied about his wife. He said, that's my sister. Almost made a mess of things. But, but he, and, and of course he had a whole bunch of other stuff. Abraham was, he, before God called him, he was, he was a heathen and all that. and He came out of a heathen nation generation. God called him about all that. And Abraham has this, this past and he's got all this stuff in his past. But when Abraham goes up on the mountain and comes in contact with God, everything changed. Then there's Saul who's a murderer, who's a persecutor of the church. And Saul was there at the the very stoning of Stephen. And, And Saul is this horrible guy who doesn't want anybody to promote the name of Jesus. But yet on his way on the Damascus road, his pass runs into the power of God. And the power of God knocks him off of his horse. I'm trying to talk to somebody right now because the power of God will knock your past off its horse. It'll, it'll, it'll derail the, 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 the direction that the past wants to take you. If you just let the power of God have prominence over your past, the power of God will derail your future. Lord help me God. There's Moses who's, who's, a, who's also a murderer. He's, he's run away to try to hide. He's a fugitive from justice. He's, he's got felony records and yet while he's on the backside of the desert thinking he's chilling and got away from all his trouble. His past runs into a burning bush and the power of God changes him calls him out of the wilderness and into a leader of the nation of Israel that leads all the children of Israel out of Egypt. That's the power of God overcoming your past. Who would have thought that a murderer, uh, 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 how do I say, uh, a child who had been adopted would become a leader of millions, who would become the Moses, the deliverer of the children of Israel, but look at the power of God running into the past. I'm trying to help you understand that when your past runs into the power of God, things happen. Change happens. is in the temple and his past runs into the power of God. Because in the temple, the Bible says, the smoke of God had filled the temple. And Isaiah came into the temple, Isaiah chapter 6, and it filled the house. And Isaiah said, woe is me, for I am undone. His past came into the power of God. He says, I'm a man of unclean lips. I live with people with unclean lips. In other words, what Isaiah was saying, I cuss a lot. And so do all my family. And God says, who shall I send? And who will go for us? And Isaiah said, here I am. Look, I'm trying to tell you how the power of God will change you. And Isaiah said, here I am, send me. The major prophet of the Old Testament. And then the greater writer of the New Testament. The power of God ran into their past. And changed their past. I'm trying to talk to somebody this morning because you look around you and you sometimes think, you know what? I'm never going to go no further than this. And this is about as good as I'm going to do. And I'm okay with this and and that's about it. And you think, well, if I I had only been born over here and if I had only been in that family or if I'd only had this or if I'd only had that, I'm trying to help you understand it got nothing to do with that. Your, your, your ability to achieve the fullness of what God has for you has to do with you coming in contact with the power of God. Because it is the power of God that changes. It is the power of God that makes my past irrelevant. (laughs) Stay here with me. Because if if, if it had not been for the power of God coming in contact with me, I would not be standing here this morning. Help me, God. It is the power of God that changes lives. It is the power of God that changes trajectories. It is the power of God that moves you from where you are to places you never thought you would be. I never had a clue in my life that I would be a preacher, never wanted to be, never had no desire, no aspiration. I know the Bible says, blessed is the man who desires to be a bishop. I had no desire, but the power of God ran into me and he ran into my past and he changed me and he transformed me and he moved me to places I never thought I would be. Put me in places, having me do things and amongst crowds of people I never ever in my lifetime thought would ever happen. It's the power of God running into my past. I didn't come from no line of preachers. My father wasn't a preacher. My grandfather wasn't a preacher. I don't have no preachers in my family at all. This is the power of God. So when you hear me say this is all God, this is definitely all God. (sighs) But I'm trying to help us understand we can be free from our past. When our past runs into the power of God, even your past can't condemn you. Even the things you've done in your past can't condemn you because the power of God will transform you. This woman runs into the power of God. And the Bible says here, when all the men had left and walked away, he stood up somewhere around verse 9, verse 10. Jesus had raised himself up. He saw no one but the woman. And he said to the woman, so he's, he's here. Wait a minute, verse, back of verse nine. Um, so after they get up and they leave, by beginning at the oldest, and Jesus was left alone. There it is right there. He was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. It was nobody but her and Jesus. I love that. Because this is what it takes sometimes. For the power of God to get your attention, when it's nobody but you and Him, I I know I'm running out of time. But let me let me say this: for some of us, the reason why this doesn't ever happen, because we're too busy being around other folks. Our lives are too messy. We in everybody business. We on every. It's like you sit there, oh, let me call somebody. No. Sometimes you just need to be alone with Jesus. And let Jesus start talking to you, let him start moving in your life. I'm going to be honest with you. And I talk about my own transformation, my calling the ministry. I don't think it would have happened if God had not sent me to Grand Forks, North Dakota at 35 degrees below zero. He got me away from all everything. Because back then D.C. was party town. Chocolate city. This was the get down, get down place. Everything was happening. God took me away from all of that. And wasn't nothing happening in Grand Forks, North Dakota. And it was me and Jesus alone. And when your past gets alone with Jesus, even your past can't condemn you. I got one more. Jesus says to the woman, verse number 11, he asked the woman, anybody left? She says, no one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. The people could not condemn her. Her past could not condemn her. And Jesus does not condemn her. Listen, I need you to hear this. And I want you to get this in your spirit. Jesus did not come to condemn you. Okay? R- right there where you are, listening to your, my live stream here in the sanctuary, you can run through all the stuff you've done in your life, all the things that 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 are heavy on your heart that you feel like, uh, you know, I'm no good, I'm worthless because, uh, you know, maybe I had babies out of wedlock, maybe I ain't taking care of my children, maybe... I don't know. I don't know what you did. Robbed the bank, killed somebody. I don't know what you did. So maybe all that's on your mind. But John chapter 3 verse 17 says this. I did not, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Y'all hear that? So sometimes our past is preventing us because we think even God doesn't love us and is condemning us of what we did in the past. God didn't come to, to condemn you. He came to forgive you. And he says to this woman, watch this, who is caught in the act of adultery. He says, I don't condemn you either. None of them could condemn you. He says, neither do I, watch this, because he doesn't leave it open. He doesn't, this is not an open invitation to keep on acting a fool and sinning. This is not. He says, go and sin no more. So what he's calling this woman to is a, is a repentance of action. I understand you're wrong. I understand your past. I understand you've got weight. I understand people have done you wrong. But, but watch this. But go Sin no more. Transform. Jesus doesn't condemn this woman. He knows all about her past. Watch this. But he also knows the potential of her future. Can I talk to you? Listen. I don't even know how to say this. I'm trying to say this the best I can. Um, because I, I know I'm, I'm battling what has been deeply ingrained in you and what you have perhaps been wrestling with for a long time. And I don't think I'm going to resolve it in one sweep, but I'm trying. Jesus is keenly aware of the excuses of your past that are preventing you from achieving your full potential in him and he's 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 chipping away at them and this morning, you're uncomfortable even with me talking about it because you know he's chipping away at it in you because you've been using that, and it's been holding you, and you've been hostage to it. And, the, and, and, and in fact, you've even become comfortable with it, and now it's time to let it go, and it's time to stop. It's time to stop... <sighs> letting it hinder you from moving forward you you have not gone as far as you can go you you have not achieved as much as you can achieve you have not seen yet what the lord has in store for you and the devil wants you to believe that your past is limiting your future but jesus is saying i'm not condemning you for your past because your potential for your future will blow your natural mind if you would only allow my power to to come into your life and transform you. So Jesus wants to bring about that change in your life and he does not want your current limitations of your past to make you a permanent fixture for the future. I'm going to close with this scripture here and I hope it helps you for 2022 in Gaining freedom from your past. Isaiah chapter 43, uh, verse 18 and 19. It says, do not remember the former things. That's your past. Nor consider the things of old. Y'all hear me? Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness. I'm going to do some stuff you never thought was possible. And rivers in the desert. God wants to do impossible things, new things in your life. But he's calling us, forget the past. Forget the past. Don't let it hold you hostage. Don't let it try to condemn you. Because the people cannot condemn you because they got sin too. They got past too. (laughs) Your past can't condemn you because it has run into the power of God. And it can't overcome the power of God. And Jesus doesn't even want to condemn you. Because he says, I came that you may have life. And that you may have it more abundantly. And that's what he wants for you. Amen.
1: Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministries of Kettering Baptist Church. Under the leadership of Senior Pastor Buchus Sterling III. Where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title and broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at org, or contact our church office at 301 627 Nine five zero zero. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bucha Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Beginning Sunday, January second, twenty twenty-two, the new service times for Adult Sunday School, New Members Class, and Young Adult Power Hour will be eight forty-five a.m. to nine forty-five a.m. The new service times for in-person worship service, children's church and nursery will be 10 a.m. Continue to connect with us in person or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube